You're listening to the Sister Luna podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Starchild, and that's it. No one else works here. Just me. <laughs> Is it really work when you're having this much fun? Is it really work when you pay to do it and you don't make any money at all? No, it's something else. <laughs> Why do you have three drinks? Yeah, sorry. We were about to have this conversation <clears throat> off mic. Um, I need an explanation for this. You're on thin ice, Fowler. <laughs> You're on thin ice. Yeah, it's rapidly disappearing. I have a want ad already drafted. Podcast co-host. Um, no, I we've actually gone over this before. I typically do my best work when I have three beverage options. And uh, it's usually a form of hydration that's like water... Maybe like water with a little juice in it or like a, a tonic water, some kind of like... Wine. You're touching a wine, a glass <laughs> right. of wine. Yeah. So it's like usually like an alcoholic beverage, like something to, to you know, make sure that some of the brain synapses don't mm-hmm. fire in their usual way. That can be wine or like that edible soda. Why do you want your brain synapses to not be firing in the usual way? Just See what happens. It's okay, so why the tequila I, then? That's for energy. Because <laughs> it's 7.20 at night. I'm not going to have a cup of coffee. It's insane. How about a nice green tea? Or a rooibos? You wanted to get recording right away. Like, I was going to make some notes and... Um, yeah, this putz is sitting in front of a blank notebook with a pen. We're already recording. <laughs> What yeah, you, you got to like search all over for your notes and I... I got to? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And mm-hmm. all of the notes I made on tonight's subject are... They've gone missing somehow. The dog ate your homework? Well, listen up, John. We don't have a dog. <laughs> I saw a, a post today that was like... It's not that a dog ate my homework, it's that a duckling fell asleep on my calculator. It was a picture of a sleeping duck on like a TI-83. Uh, did that happen? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's Valentine's Day. Not today. Not uh, when we're recording. But when this goes up, when the listeners are hearing it, it's Valentine's Day. Through the magic of broadcasting. Yeah. Time traveled. Happy Valentine's Day, listeners. And also, blessed Lupercalia. <laughs> Rolled your eyes at me. No, I didn't. You what did. is it you would like to say about Lupercalia? Or is there anything else you want to talk about? I hear you failed your driving test. <laughs> listeners, both I and my fiance had driver's tests in the past couple of days. And... You know, being the person that I am, I sacrificed all of the time that we would share in the vehicle together to her. I guided her to absolutely doing an astounding job. You were clutching your pearls every time I went through an intersection, even though I was obeying all traffic laws. And can you argue with the results? (laughs) I passed on my first try and John... Well, it was a different test. It's mine's, a different test. It's a more yes. difficult test, but it just speaks to my character that I sacrifice so much in me, ensuring your success that I myself failed. It, yeah. 
Okay, can I tell you something? It's it's off subject. But... Sure. Okay, last night I was asleep and I was having a scary nightmare about like a changeling fairy child that had a beard and long teeth. And it was like crowd. It was like a um, what's that called? A false awakening where I woke. I dreamt that I woke up and this like little creature was by my bed and it was all like, and I was like, and then in my dream I heard like this really fucking weird ass sound and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I woke up in real life and I wasn't sure if I was still dreaming or if it was real. And I heard this weird sound more and I was like, what is happening? And then I looked, like I actually looked out into the room and saw that the TV was on and Twin Peaks was playing and Red Room Laura Palmer was like, She's backwards speaking? Yeah. And then I, you were like fully asleep, like snoring, like laying on your back, just and I was so like scared and mad and like you know and so I reached over behind you and was looking for the remote and I like pulled it out from underneath you as you were sleeping and you kind of stirred and you're like and I was like I'm just so mad in the bed and I turned the tv off and rolled over it should be noted that I was doing podcast research well where is it well not for this episode for like a an idea I had for a clip oh do you no. want to tease it, or is it a secret? You kind of did the tease already. But Twin Peaks? Yeah. How is that a... What? That's not really in our wheelhouse. It has to do with, like, like spiritual messaging through TV and film. Hmm. Okay, John's trying to keep his job, everyone. Good job. Yeah. Nice. Nicely done. It might not... It, um, it's, it's a project. It's something that just came to me last night, and we'll see if it amounts to anything. But... Laura told you backwards... Yeah. To do it. Watch the show. <laughs> I mean, like, if my idea doesn't actually work, then worst case is I end up watching The Return again. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Lupercalia. I have to tell you, I don't celebrate Lupercalia normally at all. And one of my first introductions to it was on The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and watching it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Okay. And they're doing some, like, in the show, they say, like, oh, you get paired with, a, like, a witch of the opposite sex. And then the boys are all dressed as wolves and the girls are all dressed literally mm. like Little Red Riding Hood, but with lingerie <laughs> underneath. And they're, like, just a cloak and lingerie, and then they chase these teenage boys through the woods and, like, pounce on them and fuck them in the middle of the trees. Interesting. Like, that's it. And I was like, what? (laughs) (sighs) And also they had a maypole erected that they were dancing around at one point, and I was like, that's the wrong holiday. It's the wrong month. It's totally not the right time at all, and... Yeah. You can look at the name of it. You can figure out, like, oops. May. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas February is named for this holiday. That's right. Februa. Februa. Yeah. Februa. Anyways, I was like, If you follow the Gregorian calendar. Yeah. As I assume most of our listeners do. Yeah. 
<laughs> but they live in the world, so probably. And everyone in the world follows the Gregorian calendar. Who doesn't? The There are those of us who follow the French Republican calendar. Us? Yeah. <laughs> what? Those of us who follow the French... Yeah, I am speaking in the first... Well, in the... People can hear you typing. <laughs> You're not getting away with this. I mean, now they can, now that you pointed it out. Would you like to know today's date? Yeah. Uh, today is Septidi. Siete Puviose. Oh, man, I think I'm going into Spanish. It should be in French. Anyway, seventh Puviose in the year of the Republic. 200. Can't be right. No, I guess so. 229. Today celebrates Tinder fungus. Tinder fungus? Every single day on the Republican calendar celebrates a different flora or fauna. Or sometimes like a cultivation technique or... Okay. Would you like to see a timber fungus? Sure. Oh, it looks like a... It looks like a reishi. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah... Does it just but, literally mean a mushroom that grows on a tree? Because Yes, yeah, for sure. Okay, then yeah. I mean, that might be a specific kind, but usually they're they're pretty, like, vague. A couple days ago, they celebrated the bull. Bull? Bull. Bull. Like, not a cow, but a bull. Yeah. Okay, John's doing, like, little finger horns. Yeah. Okay, Cool. Um, but okay, yeah, we're not using that calendar. Right. Right. The one that's named after all the Romans. Yes. And that was one of the other things that happened in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina that I was like, wait, what the fuck? Mm. Because they were celebrating a Roman holiday. Right. And they, they evoked the name of a Greek goddess, Selene. I was like, I'm going to turn this fucking show off right now. But I can't help it. I keep going back. It's like my, I almost said dirty pleasure. What's that called? Secret thing that you like? Uh, Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. (laughs) Dirty pleasure. (laughs) It's my guilty pleasure. It's so bad and so not accurate, but... Well, at the very beginning of the episode, Aunt Z sits down and essentially reads the Wikipedia article to the screen. <laughs> so she does explain it. Who would do that? It's <laughs> part of their... <coughs> Lupercalia was an ancient, possibly pre-Roman pastoral annual festival observed in the city of Rome from the 13th to the 15th of February to avert evil spirits, purify the city, releasing health and fertility. Lupercalia was also called Dies Februtas, after the instruments of purification called Februa, which gave February, Februarius, its name. So what do you know about Lupercalia? I do know that it is a celebration of, as you said, February or Luperus, Lupercal, what's the name of it? What's the name of the what? The god. The she-wolf? The, the she-wolf, yeah. It is Lupercus. Lupercus, right. Which is... Oh, Lupercalia. Yeah, Lupercus, yes. Yeah. Um, which itself, it can be like a... Oh, hold on. I'm mixing this up. Ah. There's a she-wolf and there's a Roman fertility god. So the she-wolf is just called the she-wolf and the Roman fertility god is 
god is called Lupercus. Oh, they named this she-wolf Lupercal. They all have the same name, basically. Okay, so we do know her name. Yeah. So if she's in the closet, we can call her name and hear her howl. There's a she-wolf in the closet, suckling Ramus and Rumus. Right, yes. And who are Romulus and Remus? Um, <laughs> according to Roman legend, the ancient king Am- Amulius ordered Romulus and Remus, his twin nephews and founders of Rome, to be thrown into the Tiber River to drown in retribution for their mother's broken vow of celibacy. Goodness. Could you fucking imagine if your brother... Well... Could I fucking imagine if my brother threw my children into the river because I didn't remain celibate? Like, what the fuck kind of that doesn't seem like thing him. was happening? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Why did you have these fucking kids? He would say that. Yeah, he probably I mean, wouldn't throw them in the river, though. No, he will. Certainly I mean, doesn't care if I'm celibate or not. That's none of his business. Like, why is that? A... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> a servant took pity on them, however, and placed them inside a basket on the river instead. The river god carried the basket and the brothers downriver to a wild fig tree where it became caught in the branches. The brothers were then rescued and cared for by a she-wolf in a den at the base of Palatine Hill where Rome was then founded. So really, Lupercalia must have been a very important festival for Romans because it has to do with the founding of Rome. Certainly, but it also does seem to be a bit like pan-Mediterranean. Um, as there were celebrations in Greece as well. Yeah. I feel like Rome and Greece were copying each other's notes constantly. Sure. No, certainly, (laughs) yeah. Um, But in Greece, where they wouldn't have the exact same um, association with Romulus and Remus, it Mm. was a celebration of their own major forest deity, Pan. Yes. I have notes on that. Okay. Yes. We, well, we can get to it later, but I'm going to focus on the, uh, the original, like, Roman birds. Do you want to see a sculpture of the wolf? Yeah. She looks very distressed. Yeah. She... It's hard to say if she's distressed. Like, she's very, like, bug-eyed, but... Well, she just found two babies in a basket, like, abandoned <laughs> and stuck in a tree. So she's like, what the fuck? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely like a look of surprise. Yeah. Okay. Just like just thinking like, oh, I'm going to have to let them suckle on me. Yep. That's another, like you were saying, it had similarities to Imbolc. The lactation thing is definitely on both days. It has an association for lactation on mm-hmm. Imbolc and Lubricalia. Oh, certainly, yeah. So there was a Greek poet named Ovid, it's a terrible name, sorry for him, connects February to an Etruscan word for purging. Etruscan? Etruscan. Okay. Some sources connect the Latin word for fever, febris, with the same idea of purification or purging due to the sweating commonly seen in association with fevers. Um, And so then I wrote in my notes here, Valentine's Day equals the purge. (laughs) (laughs) When you hear what they actually did on Lupercalia, (laughs) you'll be like, well, (laughs) yeah, kind of was. Do you want to hear 
the ritual carried out by Roman priests on Lupercalia. Absolutely. Okay. At the Lupercal altar, imagine this. Imagine this, okay? You are a noble youth of a magistrate of Rome, and you have become Luperci. So, a brother of the wolf, okay? It's Lupercalia. So you enter the Palatine Temple, and on the Lupercal altar, a male goat, or goats, and a dog are sacrificed by one or another of you or your brothers. You are under the supervision of the Flamen Dialis, Jupiter's chief priest. And then after you murder these animals on spill their blood upon the altar, you also throw on some meal cakes prepared by Vestal Virgins, just to, you know, some starch with your protein. After the blood sacrifice, two Lupirsi approach the altar. One of them is you. Your forehead is anointed with blood from the sacrificial knife. Then your brother takes a cloth soaked in milk to which they wipe away the blood on your forehead with. And you are expected to smile or laugh. Let's hear your laugh. <laughs> really not. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing like a, a full-bellied hearty laugh as blood's being smeared across me. No, the, the blood was already put on and then they get a wool soaked in milk and they wipe the blood off. Right, yeah. That's the part where you laugh with the milk soaked rag. Again, <laughs> a whole lot of foods that I don't want being spread all Just over my face. Just bodily fluids yeah. being like it, spread on you. Sure, the blood's not going on in that moment, but I, I'm not wholly... Uh, I'm not finding the yucks in this moment. Mm. Well, a sacrificial feast follows. Okay. I assume where you eat goats and dogs and meal cakes, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, after which the Luperci, Is you and your bros. Any feast kind of a, a sacrifice of sorts? Yeah, it is. I mean. That's yeah. why when people are always like, <gasps> blood sacrifice? Yeah. No. You're like, well, you're eating a cheeseburger. Yeah. It's a blood sacrifice. A blood. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> the Luperci, you and your bros. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing they changed the McDonald's slogan over 99 billion blood sacrificed. Do you want to hear the next part now? or are you I would like to, yes. Okay. So you and your Luperci bros cut the says thongs known as Februa from the flayed skin of the animal and you run with these naked or near naked for shy along the old Palatine boundary in an anti-clockwise direction around the hill. <laughs> and then... You run through the city naked for sport and laughter, striking those you meet with those shaggy thongs. Imagine it's like a strip of It's a flesh strip of bloody flesh. From a yeah. freshly killed animal. So it's probably when you swing it, it's like a blood <laughs> like flying off of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's probably got all weight to it. Yeah, it's like, like some fat hanging off. Okay. Get this. 
What do you think the women of Rome are doing at this time? What are the women doing? They're purposefully getting in your way. <laughs> and like children at school, presenting their hands to be struck. When I read that, I was like, oh, it is Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flog me. <laughs> You're like a wolf. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, they believed that the pregnant would thus be helped in delivery and the barren to become pregnant. The Luperci completed their circuit of the Palatine and then returned to the Lupercal cave. Yep. They were just lining up to get flogged by those wolf boys. How many fetishes is that? <laughs> In one. <laughs> I mean, like, you are correct. Like, it does kind of sound... It's the same as hanging, like, a, a paper mailbox off the back of your chair. It kind of reminds me of when we watched... Remember we watched um, My Bloody Valentine? Yeah, I didn't see all of it, but... Well, there's a part where they go into the coroner's office and he comes out and he's just holding a human heart. And he says, hey, what are you doing with a loose heart? (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite. Okay, this is a fun fact that I didn't know because I haven't read Julius Caesar. But William Shakespeare's play, Julius Caesar, begins during Lupercalia. Mark Antony is instructed by Caesar to strike his wife, Catpurnia, what a name, <laughs> in the hope that she will be able to conceive. If we get another cat, we're naming it Catpurnia. <laughs> <laughs> That's non-negotiable. <laughs> no, that, like, that is actually historically accurate, is, is that when Julius Caesar did first come to the crown, like it's not just in the, the Shakespeare play, he got his crown during Lupercalia. Hmm. Um, and, you know, despite my knowledge of the Republican calendar, I'm not sure if it was called February at that point, but I do know that, uh, Julius and his boy Augustus were the ones that fucked up the calendar and that's why September happens in the ninth month instead of the seventh. Oh, interesting. They took the two, like, most chill months for themselves. (laughs) Well, like, hottest, like... The beach weather months. Right, right, right. Um, oh, Rumina is the goddess of breastfeeding. So I feel like that's relevant in this scenario as well. Just throwing that out there. Also, her name sounds like theirs, hey? And I would just say all women who breastfeed are goddesses. Aw, that's nice. What about us that don't have... Also, all women. Okay, there you go. <laughs> we support women. Why are you doing a liberal clap? Yuck. Just to emphasize. I can take it back. I don't need to support Okay, women. well, I'm just saying last time or the time before last on Inbulk, you were saying women have babies and then like, yuck. Just to quote you. What is this now? Oh, look. There's a picture. A painting, rather. Ready? They they definitely got some bloody flesh rags. Uh, who brought their baby to this? It's disgusting. <laughs> it's fertility r- ritual. I know, but <laughs> look at like the the woman that she's like hold like the baby's holding on to. Like that woman is eager to get hit with a little flesh that night. Yeah. And kid is scared. <laughs> well, so no kidding. Is this fellow in the white? White robes up to. 
I'm assuming, wait, is that a dude? Okay, yeah, I guess. He's just got a very pretty face. Um, He's not that pretty. He looks like a little girl, though. That's what I mean. He has oh, okay. a little soft features. He Great. Maybe he's the... Oh my god. <laughs> you look more like you were suckled by a she-wolf. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm guessing maybe he's like the higher priest of Jupiter. Because mm. they were mentioning that it would be overseen by them. So... That makes sense. Yeah. That kid is fully cowering. That's yeah. hilarious. Oh, goodness. He's not naked, though. There's not a single dick in this picture. Yeah. What the fuck? I feel ripped off. It's, uh, I guess to... I mean, this isn't really a visual medium. To, so to describe it, it's a couple of, like, completely hairless men <clears throat> running through, like, a crowd of people with just, like flayed bits of flesh and fur out of their hands and like some women like kind of like lean like on their backs but like leaning up trying to get it and then yeah the elements that we also described the baby and the priest maybe whippings were on the menu (laughs) okay pen and okay maybe you can help me figure this out lycan pan Faunus Pan. That's what my notes say. Lycian Pan, Faunus Pan. And then underneath it says sex with an arrow pointing. <laughs> Those are two different Creatures, gods, I think, is what I was trying to do. It's like one's the Roman version and one's the Greek version. And I was like, these are the same guy. Yeah, that was not my understanding at all. Oh, really? My understanding is that, like, the Lycaean manifestation of Pan is... Because Pan normally is, you know, antlers. Not antlers. He has, like, round horns, like a ram. He's got a ram's antlers, and... He, um, he is a satyr. Yeah. Yeah. But that... Like, satyrs are shapeshifters of kinds, and so the, it's like a Lycan manifestation of Pan. Mind you, I didn't look into this. This is just, I read the Lycan Pan, and I was like, oh, cool. Cool. Okay. Am I completely off base? I don't know. I can't, I, those notes were not enough. I just, <laughs> like, obviously thought I would have a better memory than I actually do. My wine is almost done, and you still have two drinks. I'm about to take yours. The name Lupercalia derived in antiquity to evince some connection with the ancient Greek festival of Arcadian Lycaia, a wolf festival, and the worship of Lycaean Pan assumed to be a Greek equivalent to Faunus. Okay? Okay. Okay, so Faunus is Roman and Lycaean Pan is Greek. In ancient Roman religion and myth, Faunus was the horned god of the forest. Plains and fields. When he made cattle fertile, he was called Innes. He came to be equated in literature with the Greek god Pan. I found a, uh, a sculpture of Faunus as you were reading that. Wow. His dick is longer than his arm. <laughs> Holy fuck. You need to keep that open in a tab so I can put it on the Instagram. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. 
That's going to be the cover photo for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Follow us on Instagram at Sister Luna Podcast. Um, What's in her? Oh my God, there's more than one. More than one with like a huge similar, dick. yeah, endowments. And it's hard. Like that dick is pointing up. He's ready to f u c k. But then there's also like. Here's the thing: is there's he zero. He has a fig leaf over him. That was definitely post. Oh yeah, no, like those those last two that I showed were contemporary pictures. But every single like statue depiction of him. He is... Erect. Erect. He's ready for action. Yeah. <laughs> He's standing at attention. Hmm. But then, like... Uh, this one, he's only, like... I mean, I think he might still be hard. He just has a smaller dick in that yeah. picture. Or maybe not. It's kind of hard to tell. He He's in, like, a, a samurai state. <laughs> he's got a... He's got Schrodinger's cock. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I just heard Schrodinger roll over in his grave. You'd have to pop it open to find out if he was still alive or not, though. If he was still hard or not. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, okay. Well, this one's a statue, so it's definitely hard. Overall, my thoughts are... No wonder people liked Lupercalia so much. There was a god with a huge erect penis who would chase you around and hit you with a flog. <laughs> and then you'd get preg- impregnated by him and you're like, yay. I mean, I wouldn't be like, yay, if I got impregnated, but you know what I mean. Makes sense. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It actually almost even sounds like somehow a woman made that up. Like maybe cat. Cat, whatever her name was. <laughs> she's like, you know what we should do? We should have all the young men of the city, like, strip naked, go to this temple, get, like, some nice hide, and then they come out into the city. And just any woman who wants can come out and get flogged by <laughs> these naked men <laughs> in honor of the hard on god. I'm, I don't know. Just, no, just spitballing here. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're dead on, and that's why it continued to be a um, popular festival right up into and like during the Catholicization of Rome. Mm. Yeah, the Catholics do love a good naked boy. <laughs> Sorry. And yet, hashtag not all Catholics. Sorry. <laughs> Hashtag not all men, I mean. Sorry, go on. Before we get into that, do you want some more wine? Yes. Please, thank you. Actually, can you grab that chocolate Santa while you're over there? <laughs> yeah. Some hedonist. Get in my mouth, chocolate Santa. Oh, thank you. What? The no. wine dripped as you were lifting it up, but it landed on my hand and I licked it off. Next catch, sweetie. <laughs> Excuse the crinkling while I open up chocolate Santa. Okay, do you want to start head or feet? Or his bag? You want to put a sack in your mouth? I'll take a little sack. (laughs) 
Oh, look, Santa's giving me head. So, Maddie. Yes. You went to Catholic school. I sure did. Tell us all. I managed to come out not pregnant, too, which is impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go on. Guess you weren't that close with the priests. Ooh. We didn't have priests. We only had one nun, and she fucking hated me. Hmm. Strange. Do you think she would come on your witchcraft podcast? Sister Dorothy, if you're listening, this is an invite. Any episode you want to be on, you are invited. Any subject, yeah. We Absolutely, will... whatever you want to talk about. Give you the floor. I am going to talk shit just like I did in your class, though, so be prepared for that. <laughs> are you familiar with Pope Galatius I? Absolutely not. Well, he had a four-year papacy. That seems kind of short. <laughs> yeah. A little short for a priest. He spent a... Quite a long time as, like, I don't know, the executive assistant, I guess, to uh, Pope Felix III, who is a... Felix, that's a great Pope name. And cat name. <laughs> and cat name. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a much more noteworthy Pope. But Galasius is notable for one thing. And that is for his attempt to repress the celebration of Lupercalia in Rome. What a dick. Like, if his prophecy only lasted, what did you say, three years? Four years. Four years. And his most notable, his only, like, notable proclamation during his papacy is uh, this proclamation that he wrote titled... Against Andromachus and other Romans who hold that Lupercalia... Fuck. Lupercalia fucks. That's a correct. Uh, that Lupercalia celebrated according to the ancient custom. So he was not in favor of fellows running around with flesh in their hands and slapping women on the hands. Okay. It's because, you know why? I think I know why. It's because he's like, well, I have to wear this robe. And as soon as I get a boner, it's just like I'm popping a tent. Everyone can see, you know, I need to stay behind the pulpit. If I need to come out to grab (laughs) like some communion wafers or something, everyone sees my raging boner and we can't have that. Could be. He certainly like... Oh, God. God is smiting me. <laughs> Help! <laughs> Sister Dorothy, make it stop. He certainly was, like, let's say a faithful servant of the church who, like, came up the ranks as, like, a, whatever the fourth or sixth century equivalent of a choir boy was to being a priest, being a senator to becoming pope very briefly before i mean god smote him did he die yeah most popes die and then oh i know that's that's when their papacy ends okay for some reason i thought it was going to be a different situation with him oh no no no. okay um so your suspicion that he might be a little too enticed by the fellows with the flesh in their hands hmm if we apply modern standards, yeah, definitely. 
But uh, it could also be that, like, at this point, the uh, the church's rule over Rome was fairly new. Like, it was only, I don't know, it, like, I guess a couple centuries old. Um, which in the terms of, like, yeah. dynasties back then isn't that long. And because Lupercalia had such a strong connection to the founding of Rome, to, like, mm. Rome as a kingdom pre-Christianity, he thought that it, like, threatened the church in some way. Or it could have been just, like... Too enticing. Yeah, sexual panic. Too exciting. <laughs> Yep. Um, and so, like, the the letter itself, the um, Against Andromachus, was literally written to a Roman senator who was, like, I don't know, I guess, like, a, I don't know, it'd be, it'd be hard to, like, characterize him in terms of, like, modern politics, but he'd be, like, either super right-wing or super left-wing, depending on your, like, your feeling of the regime. And that, like, he was perpetuating the celebration. But it was like this this pope was calling out one of the political leaders of Rome and saying the festival was, like, satanic, and it was... Let's say that about everything. That's why the images of Satan are with the hooves and the horns. It's because it's Pan. Oh, yeah. Fuck me, Pan. Um, (laughs) Satan is hot. He's even hotter than Jesus, who's also quite hot. But, like, Satan always has that raging heart on, so, you know... I, I mean, like Jesus, we, we saw it. I feel like Jesus would cry after sex. Huh. Yeah. That's, it's kind of sweet, I guess, if you're, like, in love with him. But if you just hook up and you're like, uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> I have to work in the morning. Jesus is a nice boy. I have to till the fields in the morning. Yeah, and he ended up with a, a great woman who probably made him better than he was before. Hashtag my namesake, hashtag Mary Magdalene, hashtag sex work is work. <laughs> I started watching a documentary the other day, and I'm like, I'm on a break. Yeah. Didn't finish it. I'm going to, but um, like it takes place in Palestine, and there's a point where it takes place in actually like a, I don't know, a mixed christian muslim city in in palestine and it's all these like palestinian muslims are celebrating christmas and the documentary documentarian is like hey like why do you guys like christmas so much and they're like well you know he was born like right over there (laughs) oh i see yeah 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 i mean yeah probably not in december but that's okay yeah um but mm-hmm. that does lead into how some of Pope Glacius you take a look at my notes. John's notes say Pope Glacius. Okay, you dash. would say you would say that glass it might be Gal- Gelasius. Gelatinous? Gelasius? Gelasius? Glacius. Okay, you first of Latin. all, no. First of all, I don't one, I'm not 100% sure what each of the letters actually are. 
because your penmanship is very bad. Well, I'm writing in Latin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is it important? I could look up a track like a... No, no, no. It's not at all. I, I was just asking like if you would guess at, at how to pronounce that. But I've been saying Glacius the whole time and so... Based on the writing... Just our, our one Catholic listener is freaking out this whole time and just saying, like... Because of your mispronunciation of the name? Not yeah, because we, like, brought up yeah. the church's history with pedophilia or, yeah. like, said that Jesus cries after sex or <laughs> any of that? No, like, they've already, they've already internalized that. They're just like, it's fucking delicious. <laughs> but Pope Galasius said basically, like... Kind of like acknowledged the, or like sublimated the idea that uh, Lupercalia as being like a purification ceremony. Yeah. And saying like, uh, um, spring cleaning. Yeah. But for demons. I uh, <laughs> gave the name like Dies Fabriates or to purify. And um, basically related it to the Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Mary, or Candlemas. Oh, right. Which is, as we know from a previous episode, what they also tried to turn Imbolc into. Yeah, that makes sense. That explains why you got confused during the Imbolc episode and you were like, now I'm going to talk about Lupercalia. And I was like, but I was going to do that for a Valentine's Day episode. And you're like, what? And then... Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's because they, like, the church looked at February and their celebration was like, yeah, just stuff it all into this one sack. Yeah. It makes sense that they would do it with Lupercalia first, you know, because it's oh, yeah, in because Rome. That's, yeah. And then they were like oh, now we're in Ireland, there's no Lupercalia here, but we've done this before. Yeah. So this is the purification of the Blessed oh, Mary now. All that, yeah. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Sorry. Wait, I have a question. Yes. And I've been wondering this ever since maybe, let's see, ninth grade, I would say. Okay. Did Mary ever get to fuck? After? Like, did she fuck Joseph? Canonically, yes. Okay, um, good. Because Jesus, Jesus has the labor to bring siblings. Him. What? Really? Yeah. How the fuck did I not learn that? Is that Jewish? <laughs> I, I like. I'm not a. This actually is something that I did learn when I was in Sunday school, but like. Whoa, they teach that at the United Church? Jesus has That's siblings? Oh, wow, they don't teach that in, at Mass. No one has sex ever at Mass. <laughs> Not a thing. They're a fully married couple and like... I know, but no. You, the, no Joseph put up with his, like, his wife's cock fetish. For and, sure. Or vice versa, however that worked. I feel like it's more that... She was probably in an arranged marriage with Joseph, but she had already fucked the guy she actually liked and got him pregnant. And then that guy, like, had to go off and be on Lupercalia or something. And then she was like, okay, Joseph, I was 
um, you know, God. I boned God. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I like our Bible speculation. New Testament describes James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon as brothers of Jesus. Why doesn't he have any sisters? Also mentioned, but not named, are sisters of Jesus. Excuse me? Mentioned, but not named. Well, they're women. What are they going to do? <laughs> do you want some chocolate? Do you want to eat chocolate Santa's ass? That's all that's left. I'm looking at the family tree right now. I can show it to you. It goes Mary Joseph. And they're married. And it shows these all as their children, but... We all know Mary fucked around with God to have Jesus, so Yahweh. James, Joseph. Wait a second. John. Or maybe Hames. Hold and on. Hosis. Hold on. Hold on. I just realized something. Okay. Mary was pregnant with Jesus before the advent of Christianity. Okay. And we know that there were other gods being worshipped before Christianity happened. So my question is, which God is Jesus's real daddy? Odin. Odin? In Palestine? (laughs) What? (laughs) Dude got around. (laughs) I don't know about that. I don't know that I can get on board with that. Well, we know it wasn't Zeus because... We know that she didn't have sex with, like, a sexy cow. How do you know that? Well, it's just not part of the story. And that's how Zeus Would you normally, tell that story? If normally that Zeus you. would, like, he would turn himself into a handsome animal and the woman would be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if out of nowhere you just saw the sexiest fucking bull ever and you were like, look at those muscles. Look at that raging cock. I need this bull to fuck me. And then you fucked it. Would you go around telling everyone that? No, I don't think so. I was trying to That's imply a... that it was Pan. Which oh. it was really Satan. But and it's like all just one full circle. Oh, cute. Yeah. The family tree of Jesus is Jesus, Hames, Hoses, Simon, Hood, and... Two entries that are just called sister and sister. Oh, fuck. Sister, sister. Never knew how much I missed her. Jude here has... There's two, like, breaks in the family tree. And then there's Bishop Judah Kriakos, who... Judas of Jerusalem... Was the great grandson of Jude, brother of Jesus. Who cares what all Jesus' brothers were doing? Why are we talking about this? I'd rather wildly speculate as to Mary's sex life before she met Joseph. (laughs) It was Joseph had got, like, deployed to Afghanistan. (laughs) Then, like, when he was done his tour, like, he came back and she was pregnant. Here's the thing, though, no. Oh, must have been God. I, I, for a long time, I actually liked those jokes. I thought they were funny. It's And cops, fuck the cop's wife ones as well. Um, because I thought it was implying like men are bad at sex. Or sorry, not men are bad at sex. Cops are bad at sex. Cops and Soldiers jerks, yeah. are bad at sex. Yeah. So their wives are cheating on them with other people who are good at sex. But then, um, I, 
I can't remember which member it was from the Chun-Li Bodega group. <laughs> but they posted a, about that and how much it bothered them. And I was like, oh, I'm interested to hear about this because I never thought about it like that before. I always thought it was like kind of funny. And I started following this thread. And then I realized it's a very valid perspective that especially some like certainly it's one of those things that's like not all the time certainly it's not always intended this way and I found it doesn't always come across that way but it can come across and be intended that it's like I'm going to possess your woman and therefore make myself superior to you oh no like that the poster is saying I'm better than this cop or this troop because I possess his woman now like I have fucked I took his property like it, it, and made it, 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 mine. it treats the women as currency exactly okay like hardcore objectification and even implications of like rape in some cases so yeah just throwing that out there something I learned and I would say like if there is anything that we should learn from Lupercalia is that consent is key. Absolutely. You do not have... Only the women who want to get flogged with the hides go out yes. and get it. Yeah. You do not have to take any flesh that you do not want. <laughs> Can I tell you a secret? What's that? I might have to cut this out. Tell you. Uh, you should cut that, not because I'm embarrassed, but because... People will be jealous. No one wants to know anyone else is having good sex. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Do you know that if you, like, email Noam Chomsky, like, any question, he'll just respond? <laughs> I did not know that. However, one time I was in a casual relationship with this boy who told me he doesn't like Margaret Atwood at all, ever, because he emailed her about, like, a term paper he was writing where he was writing about, like, one of her books and she didn't reply. <laughs> and I... <laughs> That was extremely hilarious. (laughs) She's fucking busy, bro. She's a best-selling author. (laughs) You are becoming a character in a Margaret Atwood novel (laughs) right now. Um, I just thought that was hilarious. But it's nice of Noam to always answer. It's very nice of him. Oh, for sure, yeah. I just meant, like, imagine how full Margaret Atwood's inbox probably is. And he's like, she didn't reply. I hate her. This woman didn't make herself completely available to me in every way when I needed her, even though it was for a, not even a yeah. important paper. How dare she? <laughs> this has been another week of Sister Luna podcast. Sister Luna says, Only flog those who line up and present their hands to you for this action. Don't flog anybody who doesn't volunteer themselves. Also, have a happy Valentine's Day!